What's up, everybody? It's your boy True Element 78 in the building with your one and only reigning defending Mondo Lucha Hall of Famer, the X Man, Xavier Mustafa. And everybody's favorite narcissist, the natural Chris Black. And today is Saturday, July 23rd, 2022. And you are tuned into the Saturday Night Slamcasters. There is a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. We're going to try and run it down for you as thoroughly as we can, but as quickly as possible because we need to get some rest. We have a busy next two weeks of wrestling for all of us. This weekend, you have ROH's pay-per-view happening. You have next week, you got SummerSlam, which our very own Xavier Mustafa will be attending. I want all of you guys to go to his social media and bully him into going to Ric Flair's last match. That card looks pretty good. And I would like to get a report on how things go with Ric Flair, whether he completes the match or doesn't complete the match. History will be made that night. (laughs) Honestly, I may do it because apparently there's not much wrestling in the state of Tennessee. Like when I lived there, no BS. You could you could see a wrestling show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every week. The same promotions run every week. I can't even now. Nobody's running there. Apparently. I I said it when you moved down there. I couldn't even imagine having bookings on like Wednesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> Those are wild times. You just go to work and just wrestling and go home, go right to sleep and go to work in the morning. It wouldn't really matter for Chris Black. He would he would have found a way to no call no show. Uh, shit that was in that was in my height shit 2008 <laughs> 9 10 shit but um yeah so we got a ton of wrestling going on i'm actually going to do a separate episode for you guys it's going to go up on the youtube channel where i'm going to talk about some of what's been going on with nwa because they are making some strides but obviously they're being overshadowed now you have a third brand a phoenix rising from the ashes and roh but we'll get into that they made a big signing that Xavier mustafa i'm sure is going to have some thoughts about but before we get into that what's up with the church announcements i think i already spoiled that you're going to be headed out to SummerSlam. but what else you guys got going on uh so uh a couple of things um so yeah like you said SummerSlam is going to be coming up this weekend uh so i'm kind of somewhat excited i'm just excited to go out and just hang out with some of my friends uh the card but we'll know we'll talk about that later uh another thing i'm excited to announce um just finally got the um final approvals today on august 20th uh, i will be teaming up with unity gospel house of prayer and we will be having our hustle for hope uh, event, which is basically going to be a school supply giveaway. There's going to be live pro wrestling. Legacy pro wrestling will be there. We're going to have games. We're going to have food for the kids and stuff like that. That is going to be from noon until 4 on Saturday, August 20th, 1747 North 12th Street in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So make sure you guys come, bring your kids, have some fun. And then after that, a blue weeks after that is going to be the showcase of champions and in your main event is going to be myself challenging the current reigning defending legacy pro wrestling heavyweight champion Isaiah Moore. Uh, and so I'm going to be relieving him of his title. Uh, 
if everything goes to plan. And then Mr. Chris Black will be wrestling Backwoods Brown for the GLCW Heavyweight title. Uh, those two matches and more, we're going to be announcing uh, some more matches actually uh, next week. So, yeah, make sure you uh, are following us at LegacyProWI.com or Facebook.com forward slash LegacyProWI. All right, well, also going on later in the next couple of weeks, we have Lion Fest, M-I-A-W, on July 31st. Mustafa's going to be touching down on the plane and then headed right to the show. Now, there's a worker for you. <laughs> After that, that upcoming Friday on August 5th, I will be at RCCW for their 8th anniversary show here in Lacrosse at the American Legion Post. Um. Ooh, I almost spoiled it. So there should be, you guys should be paying attention. I'm pretty sure in the next week or two, there's going to be an announcement, but I'm not going to spoil it. Mustafa knows what I'm talking about. We'll announce it when it gets announced. Pay attention to the slam board. And I ain't got shit going on. Just trying to give me some rest. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... We're going to kick things off. Unusually, we're going to kick things off, starting off with ROH, since they have their show this weekend, so that you guys can know our thoughts on the pay-per-view that they're going to be having, which you can order over on Fight TV. So um, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have seven matches, six on the main show. So... Let's start with the zero-hour match. We're going to have Allison K taking on Will- Willow Nightingale. I like that. Their, kick- their, their, their version of the, kick- of the kickoff show called Zero Hour. So, I like that Willow's getting a lot of love from both AEW and Ring of Honor. She's probably going to get signed to Ring of Honor. And Allison K, doesn't she go by a different name in NWA? Nope, she's Allison K. No, oh, see, I'm thinking to... Sienna. I'm thinking Sienna. That's what the other name she goes by, Sienna. I'm glad you brought that up. Getting signed to Ring of Honor. What What does that mean? <laughs> Somebody, have we figured it out yet? That means yeah. that you you haven't signed for AEW, so you're not all elite, but you are um, <laughs> honorable. I guess <laughs> is that going to be a new graphic? They are honorable. <laughs> We got got a TV deal coming. Uh, We just got one pay-per-view since they've started, since they purchased the uh, Ring of Honor. So I'm I'm kind of, uh, I mean, I'm yay, I'm happy. They're working on it. I heard Tony Khan in some interview was saying that they're still shopping around. I think he named some things like, I don't know, Discovery. I don't know if there's a mad dash of people wanting to watch the Discovery Channel, but I'm not going to hate, but they're working on it. Remember, well, remember, everyone channel is a discovery app. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I know that everybody was talking shit about, well, when AEW, oh, they're not going to get a TV deal, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm remaining a little optimistic, which is kind of out of character for me. So I'm going to willing to give it a chance. Hopefully they land on a good network and they get the exposure that they deserve. Well, Discovery Plus would be interesting because if memory serves me right, I believe Discovery Plus just got purchased by... HBO or something? Yeah, they got purchased by Time Warner and that in that AT and T Warner Brothers HBO deal. So, so that was gonna give it a bigger platform, but they they need to be on TV too. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, 
a lot of stuff that is just on streaming service. And I feel like if you're not already a big deal on these streaming services, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. Just, just be it, honest. If it doesn't have the word Marvel in front of it, you're not watching it on a streaming service. <laughs> no, it got, like there's a show. Okay, so there's this reality show called Love Island that I'm that I watch. I just started watching that like last season, and apparently they're doing it where it's gonna be on like five out of the six, seven days a week, but it's only gonna be on Paramount Plus. Peacock, Peacock, and I'm like. I'm not turning on Peacock every day. This is not happening. You know what's? Out the show. I don't know. You know what's funny? Like I, I'm one of those people that I don't know why I'm holding on the cable, but I think we should just cut it because everything that I watch is on streaming services. I haven't got Paramount Plus. Is it worth it? It's the it's the DVR for me. That's why I need it. Okay. Paramount Plus though do have some specials like. Um, South Park, all the South Park specials are going are on there. Yeah, the Beavis and Butthead, the Halo series, Star Trek. Like, um, if you're into like Transformers and Fast and Furious, Paramount owns pretty much Paramount is Universal. It's like if there's Universal properties that you're really into in movies or Viacom, like old MTV type stuff, it's gonna be over on Paramount. So <laughs> you see the Captain Planet meme with all the the streaming devices, like with my powers combined, <laughs> I cost the same amount as cable. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I shared that. It's, it's all it's all bull. Cause remember, remember back in the day when cable came out, it was like, oh, you get this cable service, there's no commercials, and now that's all you get is commercials. And then now it's like, okay, well everybody got used to cable now. Oh, let's do these streaming services. Well, certain things will be on streaming, certain things will be on cable. It's like it's all a scam for you to keep all this crap and spend more money. Really the best deal out there is still the people that held on to the legacy Netflix where you get the disc in the mail still. <laughs> <laughs> do they even have that as an option? Yeah, it's people that never dropped that part of the service. So they still, just like Gamefly, you can still rent video games through the mail. Even Redbox now has a streaming service. Well, they've been had a streaming service. It's just been struggling forever. Oh, Really yeah. the best deal we've ever had when it comes, and this is a tangent, but it's Saturday Night Slamcasters, <laughs> whatever. We, um, they the should happen in wrestling. The, the best deal that ever happened, was right before Blockbuster was going out of business, where they had the Blockbuster on demand, and you could and you could uh, get movies or video games through the mail, and you could mm. return them in store. Oh, that yeah. was like the best deal ever. It was like twenty dollars. I was like, this is crazy. Like you get like two movies or two games. Yep, I was part of that club. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was part of that too. I was like, this is great. Like they realized their fuck up saying no to Netflix. <laughs> God, I feel old. Just remember back in the day, uh, be kind and rewind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> man, they used to be on Friday night. Go get you a couple of blockbuster movies, some popcorn. As a kid, man, that was. Do y'all remember? Like, like I said, we're off on a tangent, but it's not a lot going on in wrestling that I find very interesting right now. You guys remember when now it's owned by Kroger, but do you guys remember this is local talk right here? Do you guys remember when Pick and Save, you could rent movies from Pick and Save? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wild times. <laughs> and to bring it back to wrestling, the Coliseum videos, we used to rent those from Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I watched a lot of WWE pay-per-views and I watched a lot of UFC. That was the original WWE Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It was the library for me. <laughs> right? Now we're all showing our age. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, um, I don't know why I was thinking Allison K uses her name Allison K over there. It, I, I'm, I see Al- Allison K more than the name Sienna. And I actually like the name Allison K better. I think Sienna is more she uses on the indies because when she worked for um, RCCW, I think she was Sienna. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the name Allison K better, and I think Allison K is gonna go over Will- Willow Nightingale. I don't know about that. I think that this is a platform for Willow to kind of. I'm going with Willow. Willow. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Jeff Hardy? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bottom on a pole match. <laughs> Car keys on the pole. <laughs> in any event ring of honor <laughs> who are you picking for the match bro oh are we talking about hold on oh, I don't, <laughs> Allison I'll, K versus Willow Nightingale uh, yeah I'm gonna go with her because I know who she is because I've just seen her wrestle on um, pronouns pal <laughs> Wednesday <laughs> who's her All right. uh, Willow <laughs> He knows who she oh, is. Oh, we got women. Oh, yeah. Man, you suck with the pronouns, I see. <laughs> you misgendering people, bro. Right. That's how you get canceled. We can make drunk driving jokes. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> better not misgendering nobody on this goddamn podcast. You get fired. Um, next up, you got the ROH World Six Man Tag Team Championship match. You got the Righteous. Versus Dalton Castle and the boys. I'm always gonna go for Dalton Castle and the boys. Dalton Castle is fantastic. I don't even know who that other team is. I I know who Vincent is and Bateman. Um, Don't know who a Dutch is, but I'm going with Dalton Castle and the boys. Yeah, I'm going with Dalton Castle and the boys as well. So, Mm, sorry, sorry to the righteous. Next up, you got ROH Women's World, the ROH Women's World Championship match. You got Mercedes Martinez taking on Serena Deeb. Man, this is an interesting match to me because you have Mercedes, who was actually part of ROH right now, and they're and they're champion. But then you have Serena Deeb, who's supposed to be the professor. I think this, I think this could be one of the top matches, probably the number two match on the card, possibly number, possibly number three, but. I think this could be number two if they're given time. Mercedes Martinez is so hit and miss with me. I, I got to go with Serena Deeb on this. Ooh. I want to go with Serena Deeb, but Mercedes Martinez is ring of honor. Serena Deeb is just kind of hopping around. Not to say, I mean, she putting it, she putting in some work. And like you said, it's going to probably going to be probably one of the better matches as if there's going to be any bad matches on this card, but Lord, I'm going to have to stick with the champ, Mercedes Martinez. Mm. Uh, I I feel that Serena D needs to be tossed the bone. Like they gave her the whole the professor and the beat the clock challenge or beat the professor challenge, and it really didn't go anywhere. They put her in that bullshit feud with. Um, with Thunder Rosa that didn't go anywhere. Um, it looked like they were probably gonna set her up with um <laughs> what's her name now? Um 
Athena. I thought that they were going to go in that direction, but they didn't. They chose to send her over to ROH. So then at the same time, ROH is trying to build up some legitimacy with their titles. It kind of depends on which Mercedes Martinez shows up. Like you said, she's an inconsistent worker, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm probably going to go with Mercedes Martinez, though, to retain. But I do think that Serena Deeb should get the win. I think she would do more for them be, being their champion than Mercedes Martinez will. Is Serena Deeb an independent kind of, I mean, is she unsigned? What's, what's the correct term I'm looking for here? No, no she's she's a um, AEW talent. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then she's on there to make the Ring of Honor people look good. I, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Mar- Mercedes Martinez. Come on, man. You you mess. With, you know Serena D, man. <laughs> uh, sorry, she came the week after I was there, and she stole oh. and she stole my spot. <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. You were replaced by a woman. Is that what she's saying? Yep. Hence the surgery. Come on now. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, I think that this is going to be match of the night. ROH Pure Championship on the line. The champion, Willa Yuta, taking on Daniel Garcia. What you smoke for? You got on the podcast. Yeah. Dude, why you still don't like Willa Yuta? <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with Willa, Willa Yuta. I actually like him, except for that shenanigans that went on Wednesday, but we'll we'll get to that when we talk about <laughs> Uh, but no, match of the come on, we already know what the match of the night is gonna be, and that's gonna be for them tag team titles. E. I'll put money on that. Okay. I don't well we'll get to that, but I don't <laughs> feel I feel like they can't top that first match. I, I'm with you on that. I was thinking the exact same thing, but we'll 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 get to that when we talk about that one. It's the law of diminishing returns. But wh- all right, so Willow Yuta versus Danny Garcia. What 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 we got here? Willow Yuta. It's yeah, yeah, I'm sticking with Wheeler Yuna. Yeah, I'm seeing Wheeler Yuna as well. But I don't think I don't think it's gonna be matching tonight just because I don't think Wheeler Yuna is, is quite there yet. He's a great worker, I'll I'll give it to him. But matching tonight, he's not he's not there yet. Especially when you got guys like FTR, Jonathan Gresham, Claudio Castanoli. When they're on the card, I don't know if you can I don't know if you're you're gonna have a better match than they are. See, I'm mm-hmm. a, from a different angle. I think Danny, Daniel Garcia isn't all that great. I have not been impressed with him at all. I was impressed with Danny Garcia, and he has the most he has the most AEW main events, I think, in the company. Like he was being pushed very hard for for a moment there. Um, but I think right. that now that he's in this whole Jericho gimmick, he's it's kind of what we said about what Jericho pretty much did to um, Sammy Guevara. Like, he kind of s- s- smothered the flame that was building up underneath underneath the kit. And so now it, he's not getting the shine that he was getting. He's still around main events, but he's not participating in them <laughs> <laughs> in any way that actually matters to his career, in my opinion. He's just... He's nobody's getting a rub from being around Chris Jericho that's young in AEW. So yeah, that that's the problem with Danny Garcia right now is that they have him playing a character when he's a wrestler. So that's why I think this could be matching tonight because it's going to be him getting back to his basics. He, he doesn't have to go out there and be like, I'm a sports entertainer. He can go out there and do what he does best, and that's be a professional wrestler. So I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I need a sound. I need a sound bite of that. <laughs> Next up, we got the ROH World Television Championship match. It's the champion Samoa Joe taking on Jay Lethal. This is gonna be match two of the night. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, it's not. How do you figure? Because Samoa fucking Joe. I like Samoa wow. Joe. Wow. But he's washed, bro. Can we kick him off Skype? Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> remove from call. Just okay. Silence his mic. <laughs> he's, in, he's in the same position as Xavier Mustafa. Yeah, one more time to talk some some bull. I'm gonna I'm remove him from the call. We'll continue the podcast. I'm not even gonna lie. I like both these guys, but I'm over this angle feud. This isn't 15 years ago. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess this is going to show if Samoa Joe can still go this match is going to determine if Small Joe can still go Jay Lethal we all know he can still go um, yep exactly and I think for that reason I think Jay Lethal needs to win the title why are we doubting that he can go have we seen matches that he hasn't been going I'm, I say that because when I say he can still go not mean that he can work meaning that he can go without getting injured the, the years have not been kind to Joe as far as injuries, just whenever he just whenever he gets some fire behind him, he's out on injury. And you got to think about it like this: What do we always talk about? Is those bumps being consistent? When you take as much time off as Joe has had from the ring, and you're going in there to have a match with somebody like Jay Lethal, where you're gonna have to work your ass off, depending on how they structure the match. The risk of injury for somebody like Joe, who's already risk prone. <laughs> It's very high. So even if he's pegged to win, they could be like, hey, if he gets hurt, just <laughs> it's a shoot, brother. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that Samoa Joe, if he if he, if he can remain healthy, I would love to see him in a whole bunch of matches with guys, but more on the AEW side and less on the Ring of Honor side. I'd love for him to have a great run in AEW. I just not, I'm just not confident that he can. Yeah, like my dream, and it sucks because, you know, it's It'd probably be the best thing for Joe at this point in his career to be in a tag team. I think that him and Eddie Kingston as a tag team would wreck shot over an AEW. Mm. They'd be the biggest shit talkers. <laughs> I would have loved to see Miro against um, Samoa Joe in his prime. Jesus Christ. Well, we're not going to be able to get that. But yeah, I think, uh, but like I said, at this point, push. with the injuries that he suffers constantly and age and everything like that to put him in a tag team with somebody like Eddie Kingston where they can go and chase the tag team belts. Go after like uh, Swerve in their glory or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we need video. The TW3 and, and uh, Xavier Mustafa of AEW. You saw the Keenan and Kale. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the internet ain't shit. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about their segment. <laughs> Segments. 
there were worse things on television. Mustafa, who you got? So, yeah, I was like, getting back to this match, I don't care who wins this because I like them both. But if I had to pick, I'm just going to go with Jay Lethal. Just because Jay Lethal has been on TV every week. We haven't seen Samoa Joe in a minute. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. I wonder if he's injured now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see Joe have a little run, but if, if y'all going to keep him off TV this long, just keep him off TV a little more. Just have him take an L, <laughs> take care of whatever he need to take care of and then have him come back and be strong yeah all right next up we have the roh tag team championship and a two out of three falls match the champions ftr defending against the briscoes and earlier it was announced that the briscoes have officially signed with roh it is an exclusive roh deal does not involve AEW. And I know Xavier Mustafa made a post about it on the slam board, so I'll let him address or reiterate the words that the words and feelings that he had after reading about this signing. So it was basically just a rehash of what I've kind of said already. Like, despite me not liking what he said all those years ago, there, there comes a point where you have to forgive people. And, you know, at least try to hope that they've changed, you know. So I feel that the Briscoes have, at least to me, proven that they've, I don't want to say grown up, because I don't want to say like they're kids. They're, they're not kids, but I feel like they have matured. And I think they've moved past that. And I don't think those are, they are the same people that they were whatever, 20 years ago when they made the comment. So I'm happy they got a contract. You know what I'm saying? Fool me once. What is it? How to go? Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. We'll see. Let's hope it's not a second one. If it's the second one, then I'm going to be like, all right, screw those guys. I'm done. But I'm at least going to give them the opportunity to shine because they're, t- they're talented, man. They're talented as hell. So I'm glad they got a contract that they landed somewhere. They deserve it. Kudos to them. Just just do the right thing. So I'm just wondering, how can... I understand AEW and Ring of Honor are two quote-unquote separate entities, and AEW, the reason why the Briscoes can't work for them is because of the networks and blah, blah, blah. But... Wouldn't the network still be kind of pissed at Tony Khan for still hiring these guys? I mean, he still is the owner of Ring of Honor. I don't see how I don't want any backlash, but you know how petty people are. Could you could there potentially still be some backlash, some residual backlash from signing them to Ring of Honor, even though they're not anything to do with AEW? Well, it's just like those people that caught Joy Ryan at his new job and got him fired. It's like, dang, this man can't have a job knowing. Like, I'm not a fan of Jerry Ryan. Don't get me wrong, but the man got to pay some bills at the end of the day. Yeah. If somebody decided to be super petty like that, I could see it, but it it wouldn't go anywhere because the deal is keep them off our television. Okay, I'll keep them off your television, but I also know that they're of value to everything that we're trying to do here. So I'm going to sign them. I'm going to find a home for them. Okay. okay. So, you know, if it don't, if it makes, if it makes dollars, you got to figure out a way to make it make sense. <laughs> mm. 
Then finally, we have the ROH World Championship match. Hold on, hold we, on. Have... We, we didn't give our predictions or talk about oh. Oh, the, diminish, yeah. the law of okay. diminishing returns. Yeah. So this is a two out of three falls match. I, based on their that ladder match they had, I a two out of three falls match. It's gonna be mild. It's gonna be mid, as uh, as the kids say. So, and I don't think that they can, because now there's expectations, and when there's expectations, it's very hard. Very rarely do people live up to the expectations. I think we've seen the best out of these two. It's almost like when Shawn Michaels and Undertaker had that match at WrestleMania 25. Great match. One of the best matches in WrestleMania history. Definitely one of the best of Undertaker's career. And we remember that one. Nobody really talks about WrestleMania 26 when they went back and did the match again. <laughs> it was still good. It was still a great match. But nobody talks about that one. We all talk about the first time they um, matched up at the WrestleMania. So I think that's what this is going to be. Also think the FTR should retain. And um, we go from there. Yeah. So, okay, first off, yes, FTR needs to retain because they're the belt collectors right now. The reason why I don't think this match is going to be as good as their first one, their first one was outstanding. Just very much so. One of the probably in the lead for match of the year, in my opinion. Um, that tag match between those two was, was absolutely incredible. Like I said, I watched it, and then I rewound it and watched it again before I finished the rest of the pay-per-view. Okay, so Jim Cornette calls this this kind of thing um, putting a hat on a hat. They already had a good match. A two out of three falls match is a gimmick match. Let's, let's not mistake that. That is a gimmick match. I think they're going to try too hard to outdo that first match and like, like Trillman was just saying, you, the first one's always, there's going to be something special about that first one. This is going to be a good match. It is not going to be nowhere near the same league as their first match. Um, but yeah, FTR for the win. I do just want to throw one more thing out there when it comes to like having this match. And it's the fact that it's so close to the first match that they had as well. Which works against it. Go ahead, Mustafa. So I'm just gonna say that there's just any two tag teams in the wrestling business right now that can rise to the occasion and have just a good as a, a good of a match, or maybe even better, is these two teams. So I'm gonna put my money on that. And I'm going to say that FTR they have to retain. They can't lose to the Briscoe. That just wouldn't make any sense. But um yeah, they retain, and then they beat the Young Bucks. I don't even care if the Young Bucks don't have the title. They need to pin them. Punk <laughs> shoulder to the they can go after Swerve in your boredom and then pick those belts. I think we're going to get another Mustafa rant. <laughs> All right, and finally, we have the ROH World Championship being defended by Jonathan Gresham taking on Claudio Castanoli. The former Cesaro. I'll let Mustafa go first on this one. This is going to be match three of the night. Uh, and, of course, I think that um, Grisham is going to retain. Uh, real quick, name those th- top three. Uh, the first... From three to one. From three to one. 
Okay, so three is going to be Cesaro and Grissom. Uh, two is going to be... Oh, I'll forget it that quick. Hold on, let me pull this back. You got FTR and the Briscoes. You got Joe and Lethal. You got Wheeler and Danny Garcia. Oh, uh, then it has to be Jay Lethal and um, Samoa Joe. And so, and so what's number one? The Briscoes and... Um, FTR. Okay. okay. One so, thing about this car also had that I really just noticed is this is the formulation of ROH because every belt they have is on a line on this pay-per-view. But you know, if I'm be honest with you, though, when I say one, two, and three, it's really one A, one B, and one C. <laughs> it's, not be it's not gonna be much of a a difference between them as far as the awesome the awesomeness, but those are definitely going to be the top three. Oh, like I said, and there's it, not going to be one bad match on this card. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that first show match ain't looking too good, but I, but yeah, I agree with you though. There's there's not going to be them. There's going to at least be one bad match on the card. That's going to be that pre-show. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Maybe I'll be wrong, but I'm just kind of like a who are you kind of. Right now, <laughs> they're probably listening to this. They're probably listening to this. Be like, who are you? <laughs> oh yeah, um, I just want to throw some salt out there because you guys know how I felt about Michael Elgin, oh. um, arrested uh. in Japan for allegedly stealing protein powder. And protein powder. He bro. he tweeted that that was bullshit, but. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean if, if if I was him, I would tweet that too. So <laughs> <laughs> it's in Japan, one of the most surveillance state countries. So they got, I know they got you on camera, bro. Thing is, if you, I don't know, bro, it's you like you don't fucked up everywhere that you went. So Pro- it's hard to believe you. Protein powder, bro. <laughs> I'm not balling, bro. But send me your address. I'll send you. I'll Amazon Prime you some. Pro- <laughs> But you don't lose your games. <laughs> if he goes to jail, he's gonna lose definitely lose some of those games. He's gonna have a booty games though. Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a Japan prison? Like what is that even like? <laughs> All the sushi you can eat, baby. <laughs> he's gonna be getting rice and sushi. <laughs> he's gonna learn the real the, the real meaning of strong style. <laughs> Sounds like there's no gray area. It's gonna be like a really, really great prison where it's almost a vacation, or it's going to be the worst. It's gonna be like every Michael J. White movie you've ever seen, where he goes to like a jail in some country somewhere and it's bamboo bar. <laughs> you remember? Oh no. Okay, I'm kind of. But <laughs> have you ever seen Bloodsport Two? Yeah. <laughs> or Batman Begins when Bruce Wayne is in that one. I'm just gonna say Asian prison, but. <laughs> All right, let's move on before we before we really get canceled. <laughs> Hold on, I just want to say one thing though. Maybe he'll be lucky. Maybe they'll put him in one of them cells, kind of like the cages that they put the uh, Jericho Appreciation Club. The shark cage. <laughs> yeah, where they could just slip out of it. But we'll talk about that. Where you just, hey, you just can't wait. <laughs> so here's my issue with Jonathan Gresham and Claudio. I I don't want to see Gresham lose. But can Claudio lose gracefully? 
I I'm just throw my prediction out there. I think that um, Claudio needs to win it. I I don't want I don't want to say it like that, but I don't think Tony Khan really likes Jonathan Gresham. Are you trying to say that he don't like brown people? No, no, no. Are, are you are you stand are you standing? I with? think <laughs> I think he thinks he's a chocolate midget. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know him, but I just based on the fact that Jonathan Gresham is not really even given too much time. I don't think he really gives a fuck about him. And Claudio, shit, he was hugging him during the the media scrum. So that's why I said I don't know what Claudio can lose. I don't want Jonathan Gresham to lose, but I don't think Claudio can lose. Big Swole, I think I think um one Chris Black has uh, turned the corner on you. <laughs> Got your back. No, Chris Black, name your fa- favorite Jonathan Griffin. Man. No. Um, against <laughs> against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, all right. <laughs> so here's here's my thing with, with Grisham. Like, I mean, I wasn't 100% sold on him until he cut that promo talking about all these people talking about they're the best technical wrestler and he's not in the conversation. And then he named, like, uh, Daniel Bryan or Daniel Bryan, Dan, I forget, I always mix his name up. Um, and a couple other people. I want to see those matches. So I want him to go over so he can go on and have those matches with those people. He can still have those matches with those people, but it don't have to be for a belt. I think that Claudio needs to go over because he brings with him like when he was wearing the suits in WWE, he brings with him a certain swag and character, and he looks like a killer. Like Jonathan Gresham, yeah, he's a swole guy, but he's small. At the end of the day, he's small. And I've never really been one of those guys to rag on a wrestler because of their size, but they're trying to launch, relaunch ROH right now. Claudio had, like, as Claudio, he doesn't necessarily have a name, but as Cesaro, he does, and that could be pushed that the former Cesaro is ROH champion. And like I said, you, you put him in a suit, he goes on these talk shows. Um, he can speak, like, five different languages, so you can get him out there to promote you internationally to all these other countries that 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 um that you're being broadcast to or broadcasted in. Um, I think that Cesaro or Claudio would make a much better ambassador for ROH than a Jonathan Gresham would right now. Okay, so you say that, right? You're saying that's Tony Khan's vision. This is the same Tony Khan that had Orange Cassidy have a 20-minute knockdown drag-off with Wardlow. (laughs) Yeah, but those are two people that he's not as invested in right now. He his money is really on the line right now with ROH. Like a- actually, I we're we're gonna I don't think we're gonna get into it on this episode, but I've said on, on recent episodes that I'm kind of getting burnt out on AEW right now. And even just watching the shows, maybe you guys have caught it once I say it, but doesn't it feel like it the show is not as focused as it used to be? The show is a lot more hectic and all over the place. There's things that are happening that lead to nothing on that show. Like Jungle Boy's return this week led to nothing on that show. 
um, Miro walking out on stage to confront the House of Black led to nothing on that show. He confronted the House of Black? (laughs) Oh, what he did? He He stood in front of the House of Black. He didn't confront the House of Black. Like, there's just things that's been happening where it's just like, this doesn't even make any sense. Why is this even happening? And I feel like Tony Khan's attention is purely on ROH right now. And whoever he has in control of AEW is running it like it's a house show. There's nobody leading the charge over there. And you can tell that the wrestlers don't give a damn. And I know we're not talking about AEW yet, but you mean to tell me that they sat there all day? Because I'm pretty sure their call time was early afternoon and nobody tested the key with the lot. So Ty Conti was sitting there playing with the lock for five minutes to the point where they were like, hey, we're just going to slip through the bars that we could have did that the entire time. Like stuff like that should not be happening. Well, those could be that could also be a rib because they did it to like we've seen that in so many matches where they try to go do the key. It was Mark Henry and he had to actually break the lock in real life. We also had it happen another another time. Shoot, we had it in uh, WWE. Remember Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, and they couldn't get the fucking handcuffs off of Kevin Owens. So, who knows? That could have been a spot. Who know? Who fucking knows? Somebody was ribbing, but yeah. Be yeah, um, so fighting Ty Conti with her broke hand. All right, so are we done with um, ROH? Did did you give your prediction? You said you wanted Jonathan Gresham. You know what? Let's be done with this whole podcast. I'm a, I'm mad at wrestling right now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can catch me at XM Cinema. <laughs> but you, but you want Jonathan Gresham? Yes. All right, I'm going for Claudio, and I believe that Chris Black was going for um, Jonathan Gresham. So I'm going for Claudio. Oh, you're going for Claudio? Okay, I'm wrong. All right. Um. We could go to AEW now, but we're not going to. We're going to knock out WWE. We can sum up WWE. SummerSlam's coming up. Next. (laughs) But Mustafa's going to be in the building. I'm sorry. Mustafa's going to SummerSlam. Next. (laughs) To face Brock Lesnar. You know, it's interesting. They barely sold, what, 17,000 tickets for Allegiant Stadium for Money in the Bank, but they are pretty much almost, quote-unquote, at a sellout for SummerSlam. Yeah, because four big shows is what you need. (laughs) All right, so SummerSlam, like we said, SummerSlam is coming up on the, that is on the 30th, correct? Yep, Saturday the 30th. Yep, Saturday the 30th. One night event, but it's the biggest party of the summer. That's how WWE likes to sell it. And do you know who they've invited to the biggest party of the summer? One Logan Paul, who was heckled <laughs> relentlessly kind of in the ring by the fans. He was booed. He got wooded. Didn't really break his stride. He handled it like a champ, in my opinion. Echo. Stop. I have no idea why that even activated. I didn't even say that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Logan Paul, uh, it's kind of funny because it seems like everybody comes back, they got to have a few with the Miz. Everybody comes into WWE, they got to have a few with the Miz. I have no idea how Cody Rhodes um, 
kind of avoided falling into the Miz trap when he came back. He got hurt. <laughs> well, he was already on Seth Rollins. Wait, no, didn't he wrestle the Miz? He did on like Rollins. <laughs> yeah, once. But I don't know why the Miz is like the the standard bearer. Like, remember it was Dolph Ziggler for a while. You can't if you came up right. to the main roster, you had to have a few with Dolph Ziggler. Miz is in <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's spot right now. So I'm wondering when the Miz is gonna go down to NXT. We we can we can um we can fantasy book that when we get to NXT. Look, Miz well, is Miz- just Miz is winning at life, so you know <laughs> he'll he don't give a fuck what he's being booked. This is one of those guys just like Seth Rollins that he's he's gonna get over whatever he needs to get over. Yeah. I can tell you can tell the Miz is on autopilot though just now. Like there's nothing there's nothing there. He is completely I mean, checked out. He knows he his could, role and that's what he's gonna do. He can just cruise through the rest of his career and he'll be fine. Yeah. So but anyway, so biggest party of summer where they brought in, they signed, then brought in Logan Paul, and him and the Miz is gonna be having a match at SummerSlam. So Predictions for this match. I'm here for it. Logan Paul has to go over. Yeah. He they they went over at the WrestleMania. And I think Logan Paul's gonna go over here, get his revenge on the Miz, and to get away from the Miz as soon as possible. He, I hope Logan Paul is gonna be like I hate to say use the term part timer. But he needs to be a special attraction because otherwise he's going to seem just. Uh, you going to turn into Ronda Rousey? Yeah, because I mean, can you imagine? Like, I was just thinking, who's he going to work with? But if he's around all the time, it's going to get old quick. You know, he's going to have a few riddle. Mm, I don't know. Bust him out in the big four. That's about it. <laughs> I want the Logan Paul or Brock Lesnar um, interaction. I don't. The, fan, hey, the fans will pop so hard every suplex. <laughs> True that. True that. But. Did you guys see the fantastic meme that was going on with Logan Paul? Nope. It had Logan Paul on one side, and it said, non-wrestler signs wrestling contract or something like that. Then on the other side was Adam Cole, and it said, real wrestler. <laughs> Has a wrestling contract, and it's Adam Cole looking like somebody daddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's Dr. Burt Breaker's daddy. <laughs> oh, should be the other way around. She should be. Well, never mind. Hold on. Let me. Oh. <laughs> hey. She, she'll let me. Mm. You already been fucking her pronouns earlier. We don't need you. All right. So. So we know who the man in that relationship is. Right. <laughs> All right, so everybody saying Logan Paul going over? Yep. Yeah. All right, next up, we got Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a one-on-one match that we didn't think that we would really get to see because of the petty beef that was started by Riddle's ex-wife going after Becky Lynch for her having a pancake ass, I guess. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, what is this wrestling world coming to? <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I think I want to see Riddle with the W here. I think they are setting him up to be the next big thing. Who, Riddle? 
I think so. No. If you guys remember, I said um, Seth has lost every big match he's had, and actually came out today that Seth is has the the most losses on WWE in 2022 so far. He has 50 losses. Mm. And he's all the way to the back. <laughs> I don't know. I, I now things things could potentially change as far as creative. Uh, that still remains to be seen, but as, as of right now, Matt has been reduced to a comedy act. So I can see, well, not that Seth Rollins hasn't been comedy either, but I think Seth is going to get the win. A, a loss isn't going to hurt Riddle. We all know he ain't going until title picture as much as he deserves to be. I have to go for... Based on their beef, I would say that Seth would not be as giving and would say, hey, I'm going over, brother. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm going to pick Seth Rollins. I think Seth actually kind of needs this. Riddle needs it, too. But I think Seth needs a, a big win. So I think that they do the match here and they run it back at whatever the next pay-per-view is and Riddle can get the win. But I think here on SummerSlam, I think that Seth needs to take it. So, all right. Did Mustafa go? Yep, I started. I say Riddle. Yeah, that's right. See how tired I am? That's why I'm going to be heading out soon. <laughs> uh, Raw Women's Championship match Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. I'll let Mustafa go. Mm, this is a tough one because I like them both. Um, but I guess I want to see Becky with another. Title run. Ooh, Bianca Belair. She won the championship in WrestleMania. Yeah, about that time for her to give that belt up. <laughs> no, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, the only person they let her feud with was Carmella. Becky needs to drop big time backs and just go back to being the man. I don't know. I I don't want to see her. I would prefer if Becky Lynch won the title um, when she turns face and goes back to being the man. But, like I said, I don't know. <laughs> I think can we say returns. Can we say that Bianca Belair's title run has been kind of lackluster? Well, we haven't had... I don't feel like we've had any shows since WrestleMania. It doesn't feel like it. we've had, like, two pay-per-views. I mean, her biggest feud has been with Carmella. And I was set up in like a week. <laughs> That's oh god, they'd be wasting some title runs with people like if they're not going to do anything with it. I don't know. You can't blame you can't blame Bianca Belair. She's an incredible talent. But I mean, what else can you do with her? I mean, well, for fuck's sakes, what can you do with Becky Lynch right about now? I don't know. I think that I just have a feeling Becky Lynch is going to uh, get the belt back. Get the belt back. Oh. I think. Bailey returns in this match and screws over Becky to get Becky out of the title picture. And hopefully, because you know, the plan was Rhea originally. So I don't know what Rhea's injury is and if she'll be back in time. Because if she's back in time, I think Bailey comes back and you send Becky off into that direction. And then Rhea comes back and her and um, Bianca can do their thing. You know what? I forgot about Bailey coming back. Possibly. You know what? I'm switching. I yeah. I'm gonna go back. 
um, Bianca Belair, she's going to retain. Because you can you can do a lot more with her, a lot more than Becky, I want to say, because with Becky, it'll all be like rehashes. Deja vu. Yeah, rehashes of old matches. So, yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. I'm going with Belair. Next up, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Liv Morgan defending against Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Or the orders barely returning this match to bail Liv Morgan out. <laughs> uh, Liv Morgan is going to retain here. Without shenanigans or with shenanigans? It's going to be a roll up. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be some shenanigans for sure. I'm about to say she is not. Oh God, I'm gonna give Ronda this Rousey. This is shenanigans a with a capital S. <laughs> yeah, she's not just gonna pin Ronda Rousey. Yeah, some shit's gonna have to go down for that to happen. I hope Liv's bringing in a heavy or something. Otherwise, it's going to be a squash. So is Liv going to turn heel, you think? I think Ron is going to turn heel. I think that she's going to play the nice, friendly girl. Liv's going to frustrate her by hitting some moves on her, and Ron is going to put her in the move. And they're probably going to do the whole, she broke her, she actually broke Liv's arm, even though Liv tapped out. That's what I would do because we need Ronda Rousey to be a heel. I mean, if they want to do some kind of, uh, I don't know what they call it. I don't know if this will even qualify as like a dusty finish, but have Ronda Rousey just absolutely beat the shit out of her. And, <laughs> a little kicking too much ass finish. No, that's exactly what it is. Like she puts her in a, in a submit. Like, I don't know, Liv Morgan does something to piss her off during the match and she locks on a hold. She wins the match, but she doesn't let go. And they're just like, fuck it. We're reversing the decision. The same thing they did with Seth versus Roman. Mm. It's like, let him go, let him go. I'm trying to let him go. He won't let me. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm trying to let him go. He won't let me. <laughs> this book is like Seth Rollins versus The Fiend and Hell in the Cell. <laughs> yeah, the only, way, the only way around that is if they do some kind of weird swerve where, where Ronda gets herself disqualified because she's kicking too much ass or someone runs in. I don't know. It's not going to be a clean win. I, I want Liv Morgan to keep the title. I don't want Ronda Rousey for many reasons to get the belt back. All right. Next up, we got the undisputed WWE tag team championships on the line being defended by the Usos taking on the street profits with double J as a special guest referee, if you don't know who Double J is, it's Jeff Jarrett. How do you spell that? <laughs> I saw online somebody was asking our guitar is going to be involved in this match. It's like, you know it. I hope he wears a rap his crap shirt as a referee. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to go for the wild card and I'm going to go with the street pro- street profits. I too am going for the street profits. I am not going for the street profits. And this is why the Usos are going to retain and we are going to see the, the heel turn. The breakup of the street profits. Cause I feel like that's what everything is leading up to. Huh. Well, we haven't seen any dissension on television yet. <laughs> They've been talking about it on commentary. 
and and online you've been hearing Angelo Dawkins talk, voice some frustrations, but again, they do these things online and don't present them on television. And the only reason I know about it is because we do this podcast. So then next up we got the match of the night. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Pat McAfee all day. Pat McAfee. McAfee. What? Mostly because <laughs> this is um what you call it can also kind of fuck Corbin. What's the jokey guy? Oh, Matt Cap. Yeah. I, again, I haven't been watching WWE, so I don't know if he's still, if they're still kind of at each other's throats. Like, I don't know. I think Matt Cap could potentially no, no, cause done. him to lose. They're done with each other. Okay. Matt Cap is back chasing his 24-7 title now. So. Oh, wow. So Pat McAfee is one of those guys that, or, I'm sorry, Barrett Corbin is one of those guys that can lose, and it doesn't really hurt him because, I mean, he's not really a, a major player to begin with. He's always a good heel that you can pull out when you need him. Another guy that's taking a bunch of L's, but laughing all the way to the <laughs> And then next up, we have the United States Championship being defended by Bobby Lashley taking on Theory. Well, y'all know who I'm going to pick, but I'll let y'all go. I don't know who you're gonna pick, you motherfucker. All right, um, I'm gonna pick the next, the next man. That's the the next John Cena, the next big thing. I'm not on this card. Thank you for building me up with that introduction, though. <laughs> we really need video for these Mustafa facial expressions. <laughs> Theory, definitely, I want to have the W, but I don't think he's going to have the W, and that's because he's going to be doing some greater things later on that evening. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lashley wins with the hurt lock. (sighs) Theory will be a two-time loser that night. Not only is he going to lose to Bobby Lashley, but if he tries... Cashed in his money in the bank. <laughs> Two click L's. On, click on Chris Black. Remove from call. <laughs> I want to like the kid, but Mustafa, I'm not seeing much from him. Got to believe. People didn't believe in prototype either. Look what happened. People didn't believe in Rocky Mavia. Look what happened. So you're saying People he's going to go through a total. The ringmaster. And so, look what happened. So you're saying that when he becomes a star, his name is, is going to be something else? Yes. <laughs> They've already given him the name change. He was Austin Theory. Now he's just Theory. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I um, Yeah, Bobby Lashley is going to retain here. And we'll see if theory gets involved in the final match tonight which is the undisputed WWE Universal Championship being defended by Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match <sighs> how would it work let's say if theory theory is guaranteed that he's going to cash in his money in the bank contract 
on whoever wins the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match. What I'm wondering what would happen if he cashed in, in the middle of the match. Like he came out to cash in and the ref is like like eight or something like that and he cashes in and the person gets up. Uh, there's never been a triple threat last man standing match. That number one, that'll be dumb. That'd be dumb for him to rush in in the middle of the match. It's 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 WWE. <laughs> there has been a three way because when Seth Rollins last man standing though, he's last man standing. Oh yeah, <laughs> forgot about that part. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but they're definitely getting those belts off Roman. Because I know they want somebody that's going to be there a lot more than he's going to be there. You can't get it off a part-timer and put it on another part-timer. That doesn't make any sense. I think there's going to be a lot of misdirection and Theory is going to weasel his way some type of way with a roll-up, a slip another banana peel, uh, an Acme safe falling out of the sky, something. You know people are going to shit all over that if that happens, right? Probably, but you know what? You know what? It's just gonna be like when the greatest no, world champion no. of the modern era won it. You know what I'm saying? He got the heat. Oh my god! No, think about People it. Hate it, and they're gonna love to hate it. Roman has so much juice right now with his title run under. You know what is it? Two years now going to lose in a cash in. Austin Theory is not going to get the rub that someone who defeats Roman Reigns is going to get. It's going to be a waste. I mean, shit, they wasted they, uh, the Undertaker's streak. I'm saying that the crowd's going to shit all over that if that happens. Mic drop. <laughs> that's going to be one of those, that's going to be one of those endings if that happens where they rush off the air because they, they want to get the initial pop from the audience because they just saw a title change. And they're like, all right, all right, all right. Put the logo up. We're going off the air with them cheering. We'll see you Monday night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go live cheering like, yeah, my boy is the champion. <laughs> Low key, we're going to hear all the boos in the background. <laughs> all right. So moving away from WWE now. Um, like I said, we're covering all of the things that are happening over the next week. So finally, we get to Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's last match. It was announced that it's going to be a tag team match. They set they set the match up with an angle where Ric Flair was coming out of some gym or building and confronted by Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal was like, "Hey, I've been working with you. I've been helping you." And you're having this final match, and you're on the show, and I'm not booked. Like, what the hell is going on? And Rick doesn't have any good answers for um, Jay Lethal, so Jay Lethal starts laying them hands and them feet on Ric Flair. And then Jeff Jarrett and, and his wife Karen, former Karen Angle, pop up into pop up into the scene. Now she's Karen Jarrett. You can go um, look at the history of um, TNA if you want to know how that ended up happening, but. Jeff Jarrett helps um, helps Ric Flair. He gets Jay Lethal off of Ric Flair, and then Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett start arguing because Jeff, I mean, because Rick didn't um, like how Jeff got in his business and helped him out. So then Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett start putting the boots to Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Eric Bischoff and um, all the other podcast people that he did should have popped up. 
<laughs> Stop putting the boost to it. They should have invited the stewardess from uh, Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> just, yeah, that would have been hilarious. Here comes and makes the save. Who? Conrad Thompson. Little, little does Flair know that they're just using this booking so that he can get served his court papers. <laughs> and so he's getting the boots laid to him by both Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Karen is standing there. She got on like an all white suit. Jeff Jarrett t- t- tells her to hand him her heels. So he hits Ric Flair in the head, busting him open. And then um, Karen is getting all in Jeff in um, Ric Flair's face and has blood all over her outfit. And Jeff and Jay Lee's will call him a, a son of a bitch and everything. And so that sets up the match where now it's going to be Ric Flair and Andrade teaming up to take on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in his final match. So, um, Ric Flair, I mean, not Ric Flair. Um, Ric Flair also was going into this match with a hurt foot, I believe, or ankle. But they're saying it's not, it hasn't stopped him from being able to train for the match. But you, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett and um, Jay Lethal going to have their working shoes on that night. <laughs> this, this is snake bitten already, but you know what? I'm glad it's a tag match now because I was really concerned that Ric Flair was gonna go in there and die. I mean, <laughs> and we all know he's just gonna do the, he's gonna do the Ric Flair spots. He's gonna do the chops. He's gonna do the face plant. He's gonna do the. I don't know if he's gonna take the top rope bump. Is he gonna take that one? They got, they got, um, they got Las Vegas odds going on on all of those things. I don't have them in front of me. <laughs> They're like, I know one of them is what is he gonna open the match with? Is it gonna be a chop? Is it gonna be an eye poke? Is it going to be a, a just laying down in the ring? Is also if the guitar is going to come into play in the match, is he going to do a leg drop, a elbow? Like, there's a whole bunch of Las Vegas eyes you can go bet on. <laughs> but beyond this match, and we'll get to the Ric Flair match itself, there's a bunch of, there's a great undercard for this show. So that's why I said I hope Xavier Mustafa can make his way over to Jim Crockett Promotions. And this is, this is also the final farewell for Jim Crockett Promotions. So, like I said, it's historic in so many different ways. Like, wait, that's going he, on on the thirty first. Mustafa can't make that. It's the 29th. Oh, okay. It's the day before uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. Um. So let's run down this uh, great card they have. You have a Triple A Fatal Four Way. You're gonna have Bandito versus Black Taurus versus Laredo Kid versus Ray Phoenix. If you like lucha action, this is the match for you. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ray Phoenix. Oh, we're doing predictions. Oh, okay, right, that's Ray Phoenix. Cause that's on the person. <laughs> you know Bandito and Laredo Kid and Bandito Black Um. Hmm. I'm actually gonna go with Bandito. Hmm. All right, you got MLW being represented. You're gonna have Killer Cross taking on Davy Boy Smith Jr. Mm. Killer Cross. Killer Cross. Why is he in AEW? Because he has some views. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I do want to let y'all know I do have those uh those odds for uh, Ric Flair's last match. 
<laughs> All right, when we get there, run it down for us. Um, Impact Wrestling is also represented. You got the Wolves, which is Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards taking on the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban, and Alex Shelley. Mm. Motor City Machine Guns. I don't like the Wolves. Yeah, Motor City Machine Guns. I'm just going to go with the Wolves because you guys didn't. <laughs> All right. Then you got the Impact Knockouts World Title Triple Threat Match. It's going to be Deanna Perrazzo defending against Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace. Oh, I mean, Jordan Grace is the champion. Sorry. Jordan Grace defending against Rachel Ellering and Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, I can't see Jordan Grace leaving the t- with the title. But... Yeah. She's Big Mama Pump. She's going to win. There's supposed to be a... um. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, I, I'm going with Jordan Grace to retain. Um, I forgot the third person, but I'm going to go with that person. Not Deanna Perrazzo, not Jordan Rachel Grace. Rachel Ellering. <laughs> oh, hell, I can't go with her. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I'm going to stick with the champ. <laughs> Jordan Grace. <laughs> then, then you got the Impact World title. Being on the line, Jacob Fatu taking on Josh Alexander. Ooh. Wait a minute. Jacob Fatu wow. is the Impact World Champion? No, Josh Alexander is the World Champion. Jacob Fatu is fighting for the belt. I said it backwards. Interesting. Nice match. Um, Jacob Fatu. I'm actually going with Jacob Fatu as well. Let all the bloodline lose their belts on uh, Sunday. Do you think Impact <laughs> is gonna is Impact signing Jacob Fatu? I think he signed. Oh, okay, Jacob Fatu then. And then finally, we have Ric Flair's last match. Like I said, Ric Flair and Andrade taking on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. What are those odds, Mustafa? Okay, so I don't do bets, so I have no idea what these numbers mean, but you can explain them afterwards. Uh, Ric Flair's last match betting odds. First to bleed, Jeff Jarrett, plus 125. Ric Flair, plus 175. Jay Lethal, plus 240. And Andrade El Idolo, plus 400. Ric so Flair, that, oh, go ahead. So that means if you go against that bet, you basically... Win a lot of money. <laughs> Just to keep it simple. <laughs> Ric Flair's move performed first. Knife edge chop, negative 110. Elbow drop, plus 300. Leg drop, plus 400. Body slam, plus 500. Figure four, plus 500. And suplex, plus 900. <laughs> hold on, su- hold on. It says suplex plus 900. Because he ain't hit no damn suplex. <laughs> you, the, the, it's going to be the chop. Come on now. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know why the eye poke isn't in there. And then the last but not least is probably the most biggest deal out of all of this is Ric Flair's robe color. We got gold at plus 150, red at plus 180, blue at three plus 300, White at plus 600, purple at plus 1,000, black at plus 1,200, pink at plus 2,000, and green at plus 2,500. Yeah, so everybody's going for green. I'm going for blue. I'm going for white. North Carolina blue, baby. 
Yeah, to me, I think it's either going to be the blue or the white. Uh, if I have to pick, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Chris Black and go with blue. I'm going to have to go with white for the, for the color. Get color on it. <laughs> it's his last match. You know he's going to bleed. Oh, yeah. Let's just hope he doesn't pull at the wrestler. That's what somebody else said. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they hope you, they're like, they hope he gets a Mickey Rourke, but not a Mickey Rourke. <laughs> right? All right, so as far as the prediction for this match, I actually think Ric Flair is going to take a loss. Yeah, of course. I think Flair is going to go stand on his feet. I think he's going over. If he think goes gonna, over. I think he's, think he's going to pin Jeff Jarrett. Hey. <sighs> He's gonna let Jay Lethal pin him. What ult- what ultimate way to give to give to give yourself praise by taking the L to somebody who does the best impersonation of you? <laughs> and actually, you know what? I like that. I think yeah. And then everybody can get off Rick Flair using the N word back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, Jay Lethal definitely goes over on Flair. Oh, I was going to say something very dark, but uh, I'm glad. I <laughs> <laughs> this is what real so, dark. They just they kind of right. sound like an Undertaker dong. You, you know, is that foreshadowing <laughs> for whom the bell tolls? <laughs> Undertaker comes out and does one of his 45 minute uh, um, uh, rah rah speeches. <laughs> Hogan comes out and places the chair underneath <laughs> Flair's head. I, I that's one of the things. I'm wonder like I forgot to mention that uh Davy Crockett was out there when um whenever beating up Ric Flair. Jeff Jarrett had the best line. He's like, Hey, you guys knock it off, knock it off, leave him alone. He's like, Shut up, Davey. My dad never liked your dad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's funny. I do wonder what um like I think in that in that building it's gonna be a who's who of wrestlers that night. <laughs> oh definitely. You know people are gonna come see that. Yeah. I think um yeah, you're gonna have everybody in that building. I want I do wonder if like a Hogan is gonna actually be in the building and people like that or sing and all these people, so it's gonna be interesting. Let's just hope it doesn't get overbooked. But no, never mind. If these people aren't getting paid, they're not doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I am gonna have to step out, and I'm gonna pass the baton to my two co-hosts to finish off the show. So you guys have a killer rest of the show, and I'm up out of here. Holla at your boy. Peace. Oh, we're gonna wrap this up in the next fifteen minutes. Let's right. time it right now. Well, now, you got some, you got some rants to do. You got to yeah. talk about AEW, baby. Let me knock out New Japan, and then we can close out on AEW. All right, I'll see you guys later. All right. So, the premier tournament of all professional wrestling has started, and we are th- as of this time of recording, we are three days in. I'm talking about the G1 Climax 32 tournament, uh, which features 28 wrestlers divided up into four blocks, seven men in each block. So they did things a little differently this year. 
you know, normal years it is two blocks, 10 people in each block, so a total of 20. You got to wrestle everybody in your block, so you get a total of nine matches over a span of a month. The winner of A block would beat the uh, would wrestle winner of B block to win an overall grand champion. But now that there's four blocks, okay, so let's just get with the differences. With four blocks, means that when they get to the semifinals, it's going to be winner of the A block, B block, C block, D block, and then the winner of, let's say, A and B will wrestle the winner of C and D, and then you get an overall champ. Now, what I like about this is this is less matches, so you have six matches total in each of your blocks, so you don't have to wrestle nine matches, and normally what they do is they'll have, like, one day they'll have five matches from the A block, then some undercard matches. The next night they'd have five matches from the other block, you know, some undercard matches, and then like maybe a day or a day or two later, A block, B block, A block, B block. But this time they're doing one block match per night. So A block gets one match, B block gets one match, C block gets one match. So they got four tournament matches on each night, so that spreads it out, so that gives those guys opportunity to get some rest in between their matches. Now, they still have the individual tag matches, but, I mean, Mustafa, you know, you don't really have to do much in a tag match. You guys all kind of share the the brunt of the work, so it's not as hard on your body. So I think that is going to eliminate a lot of injuries or potential injuries, like Tetsuya Naito last year was taken straight out, out of the tournament, um, by your favorite wrestler, Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, it's re- It's been real interesting so far. The first night was interesting. The second night was interesting. Oh, if you were a fan of New Japan, I was not cl- kind with my night three review. Those matches were kind of boring. But you have to go over to my YouTube channel to check that out. This is early in the tournament. Already, all of my predictions have been pretty much fucked up because... A lot of guys are winning that I didn't expect to win, and a lot of guys are losing that I didn't expect to lose. So um, we're going to go. I'm going to go and cover the rest of this tournament. I'm going to keep you guys up to par. Like I said, we're only three days in, so it's anyone's game at this point. But if you want more details, again, check out my YouTube channel where all my New Japan news is there. And, I mean, that's all I got for New Japan, because right now it's it's all about the G1 Climax. So... Let's get to AEW. All right, before we get to AEW, I do want to talk about NXT for a little bit. Uh, the best thing in WWE going on right now. Um, so the big news is the Great American Bash happened. Uh, that was over a two-week span. You had Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez defeating Toxic Attraction for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Fast forward to this past week on NXT. Was it wait? No. Was it this week on NXT? I can't remember. Or it may have been the last week of the Great American Bash. Um there was a heel turn. And so now you have the women's tag team champions uh that are feuding with each other. And it came to the point where Core J threw the NXT Women's Championship 
in the garbage. So I think just like they're doing on the main roster, I think they're getting rid of the women's tag team titles in NXT as well. Oh, thank God. Uh, so other results from the Great American Bash, Trick Williams defeated Wes Lee. Uh, kind of creative finish. Just kind of took a long time, I thought, but Trick Williams defeated Wesley. Uh, Tiffany Stratton, uh, Stratton defeated Wendy Cho. Uh, in a fantastic match, Carmelo Hayes defeated Grayson Waller for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, the Creed Brothers defeated Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp for the NXT Tag Team Champions Championship. Uh, and then in the main event for the Great American Bash, Braun Breaker defeated Cameron Grimes for the NXT Championship. After that match, uh, we get Jordan Devlin, or J.D. McDonald, he's called now. What uh, the fuck? Yeah, they changed his name. They Well, they, they, they shortened it and added a last name to it. J.D. McDonald? Yeah, Mc, D-O-N-A-G-H is the way it's spelled. McDowell or something like that. He came out and he gave... Um, uh, Brown Breaker, a back suplex through a table that was sitting outside because, you know, it's the Great American Bash. So, you know, of course, it got to be like a food fight because, you know, Vince McMahon likes those. So, it was, <laughs> I think it was like food out there. And I'm like, who comes to the ring and eats food off of a table when they're outside by the people? Maybe in the back. All right, that makes sense, but whatever. So, apparently, those two are going to be uh, going at it soon. So, then we get to NXT this week. I uh, had a fantastic opener with J.D. McDowell versus Cameron Grimes. That match is absolutely fantastic. Corey J comes out and cuts a promo on Roxanne Perez, throws a belt in the garbage. Roderick Strong has a one-on-one match with Damon Kemp, who Damon Kemp, from my understanding, I think he's related to... Ah, uh, what's that guy's name? He's on the main roster. He's technically signed to Raw, but he's never wrestled. Uh, uh the black Olympic dude. Yeah, I think he's somehow related to him. Think okay. how that works. Uh, let's see. There was some tag team championship matches between the NXT UK people, I think, and nobody cared. Uh, so I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> uh, Brown Breaker came out and called out JD McDonald, who came up on the screen and. Basically cut a promo back, so you know that they're going to be going at it sometime soon. Then we have the debut of Axiom. That's A-X-I-O-M. Uh, meh. On that debut. <laughs> and then we had a 20-women battle royal. In this 20-minute, 20-women battle royal, Zoe Stark returns. I'm not a fan of Zoe Stark. I think she's very, very plain, very, very meh. However, she somehow gets the victory, so she gets to challenge Mandy Rhodes. Mandy. Yeah, Mandy Rose. Yeah. I hate number one contender fucking battle royals. But you know what? I will say this was a pretty good battle royal as far as like entertainment value. Like they did some really cool things in, in this one, I thought. It was entertaining to watch. But then the end was like, meh. Just because of who won. All right. Let's talk about AEW. <laughs> Fighter Fest the last two weeks. Ooh. What do you want to start You want first? to recap Fighter Fest? And then I got a lot saved up for this last week's impact. 
Oh, go go right ahead. Because, I mean, I've been... Uh, I don't want to sound like True Element. We're saying I'm kind of burnt out with AEW, but it kind of feels like they're spinning their wheels because all their top talent that they put all their eggs in one basket in are kind of hurt. And they're trying to make do with people that um, are kind of doing a decent job of replacing them, but not really because everyone wants to see the big names. So uh, I've got my complaints. I mean, I understand that there was that gigantic botch at the end of the fucking barbed wire match, which any, oh God, anyway, where do you want to start? Wait, I'm trying to think, is this week still part of Firefest? This week was the second night of Fighter Fest. Okay, next week is um, Fight for the Fallen or something. Yeah. It, it's all starting to merge together since there's no time <laughs> for it. Okay, so on the July 13th episode of Dynamite, first night of Firefest, Wardlow had a fifth, or, okay, not including entrances. I know, including interests, had a 15 minute basically knockdown drag off with Orange Cassidy. <sighs> Completely unbelievable. And I get Orange Cassidy's gimmick, but man, protect this man, man. Yeah, protect they're... Wardlow. You got to protect both of these people. Orange Cassidy cannot be in there with a Wardlow and be expected to last 12 minutes in a row. Come on. Yeah, that, they shouldn't even book that. They shouldn't even book those two together. He said, Orange Cassidy works against, like, heels that don't mind looking like a fool. Uh, Orange Cassidy, no, 12 minutes, absolutely not. Wardlow should not have, they shouldn't have booked this match. Wardlow should be having great matches with these monsters that he's putting putting them in their place. I don't know. I know that this was just not a good match to be booked. And I don't know why they did it. Jim Cornette shitted all over it. I mean, come on now. I think anyone would. Now, we like Orange Cassidy. We like Orange Cassidy. But a 13-minute match? No. Not believable at all. So. I just want to put this on the record. I don't want to seem like I'm bashing AEW. I just want them to do better. I want them to be successful. I want them to be around for a long time. All right. Uh, then we had John Moxley in an AEW Interim World Championship Elimination Eliminator match against Kinoski Takashita. Takashita, <laughs> your <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. I've never seen this guy before. Okay, I was hoping you was gonna step in and be like, actually, it's pronounced. Yeah, okay, nope. Uh, John Moxley won this match. Thirteen minutes, ten seconds. Way too long for your champion to be wrestling a nobody. But again. That's AEW. Just do you? Uh, but do you then, like, do you like that that bullshit submission that he does? No, not really. Okay. All right. Then they had a squash match, which was great, with Luchasaurus with Christian Cage. You know, Christian Cage came out and said somebody's dead family member. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, defeated Griff Garrison with Brian Pillman by submission uh, in a minute thirty. Uh, so exactly the way you should yeah. you should look at Luchasaurus as he should. Oh, side note, Jim Cornette called John Moxley the worst wrestler in the world. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. 
And he said, he said, you know what? I'm going to give this match a try. And he said it was one minute and 10 seconds or something like that. They were already outside on the floor. Yep. So I, he said he went to go take the dog out or something. And, <laughs> uh, Claudio Castanoli defeated Jake Hager. They went 11 minutes and 35 seconds in a very meh match. Um, I, I don't feel like Jake Hager, I don't feel like he has it in him anymore. Like, no. I don't know if he wants to be there. Dude. Of. I don't get the energy from him. I liked Jack Swagger. Yep, me too. I don't like this. Jake Hager needs to be just somebody's heavy and he shouldn't wrestle. If he doesn't want to do it, then don't do it. Then we have Serena D defeating Anna J as she should in uh, seven minutes. Then the main event for that dynamite was the champions, the Young Bucks, defending the AEW World <laughs> Tag Team Championships in a three-way with Team Taz and Swerve in our glory. Oh. All right. <laughs> go ahead. For the most part. What? I said go ahead. <laughs> for the most part, this was a very entertaining match. I do not want to see Keith Lee do that dive ever again. It, it, <laughs> I get it, but it's not necessary. But I thought that match was fantastic. This was the time to put Team Taz over. They are primed and ready for a run. I would have rather the Young Bucks put over Team Taz and Team Taz and Swerve in Our Glory have a little program and then Swerve in Our Glory ultimately wins the title. Because you've already put the title on them so you can't do anything else with them. And then Team Taz is still spinning their wheels but they're supposed to be these great heels. Like, who? where's the foresight on this? Now, from my understanding is the Young Bucks don't want to do the job to FTR. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's what I hear. Something like that's going on. And that's why the, the belts was taken off of them so that Swerve and Glory can go ahead and lose them to FTR. Because we, we all know the direction that they're going in. They're doing the, the belt collector gimmick again. And yeah, next stop is the AEW Tag Team Championships. And them motherfuckers that just, the Kukamanga kids, as Jim Cornette calls them, they just... Really? Really? You don't want to put them over? Why not? Why not? I would, honestly, I would prefer, it would mean more if FTR took the belts off of them. Now, I guarantee, when it comes time for FTR to drop them titles, guess who's going to be there? Right. <laughs> I agree. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be like Mustafa level, like these guys are just a bunch of marks, but yeah. They, they took me there. They're a fucking bunch of, bunch of marks. They're a couple of marks. They're marks for themselves. All right, then we get to, um, I guess you could say, part two of uh, Firefest, uh, which was Rampage, which aired on July 15th. Uh, you had the House of Black, Malachi Black and Brody King with Julia Hart defeating the Dark Order. Um and then you had, which should not have been on Rampage, in my opinion. It should have been the title of my match. Jonathan Grissom with uh, Tully Blanchard Enterprises, which is Tully Blanchard, Brian Cage. Is that just a the most random, like, pairing? 
group of people, yeah. And the Gates of Agony, which is Khan and Toya Leona, uh, defeating Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel. He won by submission in 10 minutes and 8 seconds. Chris Statlander and Athena defeated Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, because I don't think this was. Oh, I'm like, Charlotte, what? (laughs) And Robin Renegade via pinfall in 26 seconds, according to this. Uh, and then in the main event, you have the Lucha Brothers uh, defeating Private Party. Uh, they still got a job. Seconds. So, yep, that was Rampage. Then we go to Dynamite this week. The match opened again with a super duper small wrestler against a towering heel. Brody King wrestles Darby Allen. For 12 minutes and 35 seconds. Keep in mind, Orange Cassidy lasted 11 minutes and 35 seconds. An even smaller guy by the name of Darby Allen beat an even bigger guy, Brody King, who lasted a whole extra minute. Oh, boy. Make it make sense. Who? Who booked this shit? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. I mean, they did some cool stuff. It was entertaining, but it was it was really unbelievable. Do, okay, now I'm about to go on a rant. Do you not understand what it means to get sympathy? Darby Allen could have taken a three-minute beatdown from Brody King and elicited some sympathy. He doesn't he gains absolutely nothing by lasting twelve minutes and then losing. You make Brody King look weak. Anyway. What the fuck? Uh, this shit is not end, rocket science. At the end, you get Sting coming down to the ring because um, Malachi Black and Brody King started beating up Darby Allen. Uh, he hooks Brody King for his Scorpion death drop. The lights go out. Uh, the lights come back on. Wait a minute. No. No, Brody, no, Brody King... I think he no, he was in there by himself. He, I think he was about to choke out Darby Allen or something. He came out, he was about to put him in the Scorpion Death Drop. The lights go off, lights come back on. It's Malachi Black. Um, but uh, what's the name comes up from behind, puts him in his little choke. At the same time, he gets hit with the mist from Malachi <laughs> Black and, and they died. Are they dropping the ball on Malachi Black? Yes. Okay, just I was just checking. I don't know what to do. Uh, then you had John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta representing the Blackpool Combat Club, defeating the best friends with Orange Cassidy. And here I'm going to go on the little rant. Yeah, <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta took about twenty-seven. Pile drivers in this <laughs> and not only kicked out of every pinfall, he won the match. So if I ever get in an accident and I need a neck transplant, <laughs> and for some reason Wheeler Yuta's neck is available, <laughs> I want that neck. I don't even care if it's disproportionate <laughs> from my shoulders to my head. I want this neck because this man is a he must do bench presses with his neck. I don't know. 
Maybe he squats with his neck. I don't know. Maybe he. I. I, I have no idea. Mustafa. I'm just like, come on, bro. He took a pile driver, rolled up into another pile driver from Trimbretta. Dude, Mustafa. If someone, if I was putting a match together with someone, and he was like, okay, I'm gonna hit you with, you know, a total of five pile drivers, and then you're gonna go over. I'm gonna be like, bro, why are you even hitting me with pile drivers then? Right. <laughs> what? What are they? What are they thinking? Again, not trying to be a d bag. I just want people to be better. It don't make sense. It. Uh, did people think that? Oh, this is gonna make me look good. I pile driven. You know, driven this guy. Whoa, that sounded bad. <laughs> twenty some. Twenty some times, and I still lose. Oh yeah, I'm badass. <laughs> All right, then you get Christian Cage. He comes out. Uh, him and Luchasaurus they defeat the Varsity Blondes by pinfall. Somebody's dead relative was referenced. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then you had Ricky Starks defend the FTW Championship against Cole Carter. Who is Cole Carter? Nobody. But he got some time on Dynamite this week. So keep in mind, Cole Carter got six minutes and five seconds on dynamite and then i'm going to go back to rampage jonathan jonathan grissom wrestled lee moriarty on rampage mm. swap that please swap that please <laughs> a cargill and kira hogan with jamie duke jermaine dupree and stokely H- why was jermaine dupree there they never explained it but apparently he was there he was watching the match didn't seem excited about it. I don't think I saw him cheer once. Because, he just because celebrities, that's why. At least when they had old boy Carisi from Cobra Kai, at least he was like interacting with them. He looked right. like he was having a good time. Was, Jermaine Dupree was really like, I'm getting the check. Was Jermaine Dupree and um, Jonathan Gresham the same height? Hmm, I'm trying to think. They're sitting down. So he looked <laughs> like he was just as tall as Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> And he's got him short. So. Jermaine Dupree, he's he's a little guy. And then Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire <sighs> everywhere match. I get it. Why was there barbed wire on the microphone? <laughs> because it's everywhere. I, I I chuckled at that. I was like, okay, it's on it's on the ring bell too. Okay, but it's only on one full side of the ring, three quarters of two sides of the ring, and not at all on one side of the ring. But it's barbed wire everywhere, folks. Okay, all right. But well, we well we got enough barbed wire to put it on the the the, the ring bell and the microphone. Like, come on. You know what I would have enjoyed? Just a straight up brutal match between. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Why? Why do you need a barbed wire match? There's reasons. <laughs> I hate reasons. And then there was this awkward ending where, like, I don't know if they're pressed for time, <laughs> but, but Jericho had to go through the barbed wire sandbox or whatever that was supposed to be on the outside. Well, it was literally. Chris Jericho walking through the ropes, like very gingerly being pushed by 
Eddie Kingston, then Eddie Kingston bumps him off the apron into the thing. And then Chris Jericho sells like he was getting an electric shock. <laughs> oh, that wasn't even the best part, though, because I referenced this earlier. I forgot all about this. So the jet. The Japanese Appreciation The Jericho Appreciation See? Club was suspended above above the ring, quote unquote, in a shark cage. There's a part where Ruby Soho is holding the device that lowers the cage, right? So they show her holding it, but at the same time, the cage raises, and she didn't even press no buttons on it. So you know this bull. So that that got exposed right away. Wow. Tay Conti comes out. She attacks <laughs> Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot is fighting her back with her injured hand. Doesn't sell it. It's a uh, repeated with her injured hand. And then I forgot the other girl came out. Was Anna J? Yeah. I- she comes out and she's like, "Oh, get off my girl, psych! I'm with the bad guys." So I got Ruby Solo because Ruby Solo had the keys too. She had the keys. Right. I don't know why the referee didn't have the keys, but whatever. Ruby Solo has the keys. Ty Conti takes the keys from her, goes to the shark cage, which has been lowered when Anna J presses the button. So they got it right this time. But Ty Conti could not open the lock. So after about a good mm, three minutes of them trying to, you know, sell, trying to get out of the the, the, the the cage, they realize, oh, I can just slip through the bars because these bars are special. <laughs> and they all slipped out of the cage. Oh my god! And the ring to attack Eddie Kingston. Is a is a AEW needs to just stop with the gimmick matches? The exploding ring was a dud. Jericho falling off the fucking cage onto the mats was <laughs> was a dud. What the fuck? They just walked out the cage like, <laughs> dude. You should have saw my face when I was watching this. I'm just like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> Bro, but you know I, what the guy you know what the guys were thinking? They're just like this fucking broad can't even open the fucking lock. <laughs> They're just like fuck it, let's just leave. <laughs> maybe, maybe not use a real lock. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it looks like rehearse it. it Did she button. have the right key? These how players just how, slid between the bars. How many keys? And how many locks they got? Like that. They, they just have 20 of them and then they got it mixed up. Like, think about it. Make it make it make sense. I don't know. Just maybe don't lock the door. You know, you can take one of those master locks and you can have it where it looks like it's closed, but it's not, and just left it that way and then do the whole... I, I don't know. These, motherf- I, these motherfuckers just... Went between the bars. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, we could do this the whole time. We didn't even have to get in the country, right? Oh my god. Oh, what is oh. with AEW with these? See, this is why they need to just keep matches simple. Yep. 
Uh, so that was it for AW. Uh, on Rampage, uh, we are recording this on Thursday, so we haven't seen Ampa- Rampage that is airing tomorrow, the 22nd. Uh, of course, when this air, Rampage would have happened, but we got Hangman Adam Page and John Silver. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there's spoilers here. This has been recorded already. Oh, go ahead. Should I, Anything should I do, good? Okay, spoiler warning. Hangman Adam Page and John Silver defeat the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny. Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel defeats Dante Martin. Poor Dante Martin. <sighs> really? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Britt Breaker, DMD, and Jamie Hayter with Rebel defeated Sky Blue and Ashley the Ambrose. And then Jay Lethal defeats Christopher Daniels by pinfall. And there we go. And then next week, we're going to have Fight for the Fallen. Anything good? Uh, nope. Uh, nothing's been announced yet. No, no added matches to the Ring of Honor card after Rampage aired? Uh, it doesn't say anything about it, but, you know, okay. uh, apparently they don't show those things in the ring in during the show be, uh, because, remember, when we went to go see uh, oh. what was the review? We um, didn't get to any of the backstage. So. Yeah. Okay. So they set it up backstage. We did not see it. <laughs> All righty. I'm ready to call it the evening. You got anything else to say about the world, wacky worldwide world of wrestling? Well, just one thing. I thought it was very classy. Um, did you see that the guys that did the TikTok videos with Roman Reigns and Randy Orton? Those black kids, or I think they might have been black. Yeah, um, and then they showed them actually watching it and then yeah, enjoying it, which they, is pretty cool. And they sent them, like, replica belts so they don't have to walk around with them cardboard shits no more. So now they got to redo it. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was classy. See, that's the thing about WWE. They may be the absolute dog shits when it comes to, you know, booking matches or booking storylines, but they really do care about their fans. So that's that's a positive thing. So I don't know. Plus, I, well, I don't even know if it was WWE or was it like, did Roman Reigns send it? I guess they just said it was from WWE. So I'm just going to take it as that. But yeah, I just think that was that was classy. I mean, those guys went viral with their TikTok videos. I know I laughed when I saw them. So yeah, I thought that was I thought that was classy of them. All righty, go ahead and let the people know where you can find them on the social media. Well, you can find me on The Natural Chris Black on Instagram and Facebook at the underscore natural underscore CB on Twitter. And man, I need to be more active on Twitter lately. And of course, I am in the midst of covering the G1 Climax Tournament. So be sure to check out my YouTube channel so you can catch every day of action as I break down each day well on my YouTube channel <laughs> alright let me get my long spill you can catch me at Xavier Mustafa on Facebook and on Twitter you can catch my solo podcast XM Cinema on Facebook Twitter and on Instagram at XM Cinema um, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast so you get every new episode where it drops Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Make sure you follow the Saturday Night Slamcaster Slam Board also on Facebook. Make sure you're subscribed to us on the YouTube page. 
where we're going to be putting up some random content from uh, every now and there. And uh, yeah, that's all I got, Chris Black, unless you got something else you want to add. Nope, that is all, brother. All righty, well, I'm going to do my XM Cinema intro, and I'm going to say until next time, make sure you guys take care of yourselves and each other, and may the Force be with you. Come get slammed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>